Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561-800-405-2561. That's gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live worldwide your inside look into combat sports so let it be written so let it be done brought to you by the wbo the world boxing organization pull up some dust and sit down and now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history i am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior i engaged in Pedro Fernandez. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in San Francisco, California. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35 make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but never duplicated. Here I sit high atop my throne. Welcome to Ring Talk. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Of course, for the next two hours, we're talking combat sports, a little history as well. But straight up, boxing and MMA for the next two hours live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network. This is all live. And, of course, delayed. We're on iTunes, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and about a 1,000 other Internet platforms. So wherever you happen to be listening to Ring Talk live worldwide today, let me thank you straight up because you can be doing a million other things. All right. Javante Davis, the star? Is he the star? 135, of course, at 135 pounds, a lightweight mania. We've got Ryan Garcia, 19-0 with 16 knockouts. The aforementioned Tate Garcia knocking out, of course, Yuri Gamboa last night. He's 23-0 with 22. We've got Lomachenko, 14-1 with 10. Teofimo Lopez, the new rage, the invention, the convention. Call him what you want, 15-0, 12 knockouts. Of course, Darren Haney from San Francisco, 24-0, 15 KOs. Bottom line is a lot of stuff to talk about in the lightweight division. But straight up, February 22nd, live, of course, in Las Vegas. The World Heavyweight Championship will be rematched. I'm talking about Tyson Fury, the so-called linear World Heavyweight Champion. Of course, he was a champ before he got coked out and depressed and talked about suicide, that kind of good stuff. Had a couple comeback fights, looked good against Deontay Wilder. Of course, got dropped in that 12th round. I still thought he won, but the bottom line is they're going to do it again. That's right, the new Bayonne Bleeder of Boxing. I'm talking about... <laughs> Tyson Fury, he's going to bleed like a sieve. He's fighting Deontay Wilder February 22nd. Larry Merchant will join us after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Channel 211. One can have a dream, babe. Two can make a dream so real. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. 
Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Football and basketball seasons are in full swing. So get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional sports. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets like... Who will be the first head coach to get fired? Or who will win the NBA MVP? Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code COACH55. That's COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Rocket last night, Showtime Boxing, baby. The Tank, Gervonta Davis, now the WBA lightweight title holder, 135 pounds. Of course, he was ranked number one going into this match with number 12th ranked. I'm talking about, it's called the number two, but he should have been number 12. I'm talking about Yuri Gamboa, now 38 years old. A loser in 12 rounds, got stopped at 117 of round number 12, now 30 and 3 with 18 KOs. Of course, the Tank, 23 and 0, 22 wax. Bottom line is, Tank, post-fight. A minute gone in the 12th oh, of round. round. Uppercut, left hand, Gamboa still standing. Wow. And he's won And there was no uh, objection. No, no, of course, no. Good, good stoppage by Reese. You could tell he, he he thought twice about it. Gamboa was game on. That is the uppercut. If we, if we get a chance to see Reese in this, he, he gives a, he gives him a look before he stops it. Like he, it's almost like you're in the last round. Let me see if I can let you finish the fight. And he steps over him. And then he takes a look at him and says, "Enough." And yeah, of course, and, a merciful stoppage. Yeah, an appropriate an appropriate call by Jack Reese. There's no, no, no question about that. And whatever you say about the fact that Davis had his issues in the middle of this fight, at the end of the day, he was able to close the show. Yeah, and the reason I'm mentioning Jack Reese is because he was 
he was uh, aware enough to say, let me see if I can give this guy a chance to finish the fight. And here's, again, the uppercut. And, and there's the uppercut that did the job. And again, loaded up. Davis was loading up a lot of big uppercuts tonight. And it was the shot that Gamboa was having the most trouble seeing. And normally you wouldn't be able to throw that uppercut from that far out. But yes. he wasn't worried about being countered by yes. Gamboa. So yes. and, and the opposite stance, a lot of times you get that shot a little bit better. 38 years old, I wouldn't be worried about him countering too much either. But the bottom line is Javante Davis, the winner last night, of course. Let me tell you about this 135-pound division. We've got Ryan Garcia, 19 and zip, 16 wax. Of course, Derek Haney out of San Francisco, 24 and 0, 15 wax, the WBC guy. We've got um, Teofimo Lopez, the IBF guy at 15 and 0 with 12. Of course, got the King, Lomachenko, Vasil Lomachenko, 14 and 1 with 10. And as I see, aforementioned Tank now, 23 and 0, 22 KOs. The lightweight division is hot, but... Everybody wants to talk about heavyweights. I keep getting, I got four emails this morning. Bottom line is people want to talk heavyweights. Speaking of heavyweights, let's bring in the heavyweight himself, Mr. Larry Merchant, the retired HBO godfather. How are you this morning, sir? Uh, fair to Midland. How you doing, Pedro? I'm, you know, I'm doing pretty good. It's, we're in the house of Godmama. Um, she's hanging in there. Okay. Well, you know, it's it's Sunday morning up here, and I had to pull myself out of bed. You know, all the... The, the wine and the wine bottles laying all around my bed and that kind of stuff. So it was tough stepping over the glass. But bottom line is I got in here to the studio this morning, and I'm ready to go. Were you, did you, were you able to take in Tank Davis last night? Uh, yes, I did see the fight. Um, he's a force, Davis, but uh, right now it looks like uh, he's performing in the style of his promoter, Floyd Mayweather. Uh, in the sense that he's fighting guys who were once good and are now way past their primes and uh, walking through them. Now, he's relentless. He's he's going for the knockout. Uh, he's an appealing fighter. But as you say, there's a lot of good lightweights out there and some good junior lightweights. And... Um, I'd like to see what happens when he uh, starts facing them. Um, they'll all be 40 years old, my guess is. But junior lightweights, lightweights, and Godfather, 140 pounds. I mean, 140, we've got some outstanding fighters at 140. So from 130 to 140, boxing is boxing's really hot right now. I mean, it just is. But that 135-pound division, at one time, of course, ruled by the great Roberto Duran, it, it's hotter than a firecracker right now. The problem is... Um, Mr. Tank, you know, he's with, uh, Al Heyman. They don't seem to be, they seem to be reluctant in order to fight guys from other promotions. Am I wrong? Well, it's hard to make those fights. And he, Davis is uh, not big enough yet, uh, to attract, uh, big audiences. And the only time they have uh, a meeting of the minds and the promoters uh, and the networks is when everybody can come out doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, win or lose, you you make some money. But um, Davis hasn't achieved any of that yet, and we'll see what happens if he steps up to fight a Lomachenko or some of the other uh, Good-looking uh, lightweight. So it looks like it's May. Lomachenko, uh, I got a clip of him saying he's going to fight Teofimo Lopez in May. Of course, uh, the 
uh, Lopez, 14. That's got like 15 over 12, an outstanding amateur. Of course, his people are from Honduras. He's from Brooklyn, New York, so he brings that Brooklyn edge with him. And him and Lomachenko, Hector Martinez, who managed Duran for a while and did some amateur boxing himself, he thinks that they're putting uh, Lopez in way too soon, and yet Lopez is calling for the fight. How do you feel about that, Godfather? Well, um, if the fighter wants to step up, sometimes you can't stop him. Um, and look what happened with Alvarez. He took a number of fights his promoters weren't happy about uh, and came through them. Mm-hmm. And uh, now he's regarded as one of the best fighters in the world. Canelo Alvarez. Uh, I don't know if Teofimo Lopez is that good. Maybe he just needs to... Uh, Find out how good or not he is. Interesting. But, but 130, 130 to 135 pounds, of course, that's hot. At 140, you've got the guy from Britain. I mean, he was. I thought he was an underperformer, but he just blew my mind. You talk about Josh Taylor, of course, taking out uh, a 12-round win over Regis Progress, who was like the heir apparent at 140 pounds. But you got this guy, Juan Carlos uh, Ramirez. He's like 25 and zip, the WBC guy out of Fresno or Avenal down there in California. At 100, from 130 to 140, right there, not even talk, talking about the welterweight division, boxing's looking real good. I mean, I feel good about that. Well, um, the little guys can't play basketball or, or football. <laughs> so they, uh, if, if their minds are wired in such a way that they have to go out and prove their manhood and make money while they're doing it, then um, those smaller divisions is... Um, where it's likely to be happening. Manny Pacquiao, fighter of the year, Godfather? I don't know. I'm I mean, not he's, really 40, good he's, at that. He's, he's 40 years old, though. I mean, the fact that he can still beat world class competition at 40 years old, and Keith Thurman was considered like a stud, or a lot of people's money was a stud before Manny like went in there and beat him. And Manny beat him. I and mean, there wasn't no question about that. Manny Pacquiao, 41 years old, beat this guy. Uh,. Look, I'm a big Manny fan, and you can't say anything to me that's uh, not good about Manny Pacquiao. Whether he's fight of the year, um, that's something I'd have to look into. But uh, uh, Canelo Alvarez has uh, come out with uh, three titles at the end of the year, and, and that's unusual uh, in the weight classes he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you like him, maybe um, you think he's uh, right now a bigger force than Manny Pacquiao. My fighter of the decade, Andre Ward, 2004 Olympic gold medalist, never lost a fight, won the 160-pound tournament, blew through all those great guys like Kessler and those guys, uh, Carl Frock and guys like that from Europe, and, of course, beat some Americans along the way. So he, he shined at 168. At 175, he beat Kovlov, you know, and first time sort of controversially, but the second time he beat him decisively and then retired. I have to, I have to, I, you know, I, I think he's fighter of the decade. Can, can you argue with me on that? I probably could, but I don't feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I liked him a lot. I think he was a a hell of a good fighter, smart and tough. And um, he pulled out when he was on on top. And uh, he'll he'll be remembered for that. Do you think he blew it by not signing with a big-time promoter, by not signing with Don King or Bob Arum, the fact that he went with with Dan Goosen and sort of that just didn't really get the didn't seem to get the top billing an Olympic gold medalist really should have got. 
Well, um, he he's the kind of uh, brainiac who felt he had to go with a promoter who would give him uh, maybe a better percentage, maybe um, um, go along with his uh, master plan. And he did pretty good with Goosen, so I'm not going to uh, um, knock knock that. Whether the other, he didn't have the kind of style that was going to, you know, pour coal on the fire. Larry Merchant on the great Andre Ward. You tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And when they walk, no, they don't a crowd. See? You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide 35, make that 36 years of radio presence. Check it out. Ring Talk returns right after the break. Brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. 
So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Brought to you by the WBO, the World um, Boxing the Organization. I don't know. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, about to hook it up again February 22nd. Of course, in Las Vegas, it'll be on some type of pay-per-view. Obviously, it won't be a free fight. Bottom line is, it's a heavyweight fight a lot of us have wanted, of course, since the first fight 13 months ago, maybe a year ago. Of course, in taking place in L.A. and Tyson Fury getting up off the deck not once but twice, especially in that 12th round, we thought nobody thought he was getting up except Tyson Fury. Let's go back to Southern California, bringing the godfather Larry Merchant. Larry, the fight is signed. Are they making a lot of money? I expect so. Um, it was a, a good fight. They're both uh, good talkers. And I think uh, the fact that a lot of people have been intrigued by the heavyweight division over the last year will be helpful. And uh, maybe this is a time for Wilder to uh, really step out and uh, capture popular culture interest in America. How does he do that from being from Mobile, Alabama, the boxing mecca is the media capital that it is? How does, how does Deontay Wilder do that? Well, first of all, as uh, you well know, Pedro, most of the best heavyweight champions of the 20th century came from the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Johnson and George Foreman from Texas, Joe Lewis and Larry Holmes from Alabama. Um, Ali from Kentucky. Ali from Kentucky, and then there were uh, several uh, champions who were like a generation removed from their families coming north. And uh, that's been a dominant force. And um, in in Wilder's case, and once again, in this modern age of uh, talented, big football and basketball players, uh, he just didn't cut it on the highest level and came to boxing rather late and uh, has finally found what he does best and is uh, trying to uh, make make a, a statement uh, for the return of the heavyweight division to the U.S. Of course, 40, 42-0 with a draw, of course, a draw with uh, Tyson Fury 13 months ago, and, of course, 39-40 knockouts. And Tyson Fury, no hobo, the linear world heavyweight champion, 29-0 now, one draw, coming off a tough roll against a journeyman fighter. Um, you're only as good as your last fight. Does that apply to Tyson Fury? Well, if it applies to Tyson Fury as it applies to everyone else, but um, I think Tyson Fury is the sort of fighter that will get up for the big one Mm -hmm. and just, uh, hang around for the little one. Uh, so I'm not going to depreciate him. He fought a hell of a good fight against Wilder. 
Um, and I want to see what happens next. You know, I'm looking at the top ten of heavyweights right now, and it's, it sort of doesn't look all that good. Derek Chisora, Luis Ortiz, Kubrat, Pulev, Alexander Povetkin, four has-beens. Dillian White, of course, he had the steroid issues. Andy Ruiz, that's not the, uh, I don't even want to put him in the equation. So basically it boils down to four guys in the heavyweight division right now. Joshua, Wilder. Hey, how, when's the last time it, it, it boiled down to more than four guys? In, in the heavyweight division that we were interested in. Never, but the bottom line is, let me name them. Joshua Wilder, Oleg Usyk, and Tyson Fury. And the reason why I'm bringing Oleg Usyk in here, of course, he's the ascending cruiserweight champion to 17-0 with like 15, 16 knocks, is that people think he's got a decent chance to prevail at heavyweight. They say putting on the extra weight, he might be able to do it. Have you ever seen this beast in action, Godfather? Uh, yes, I have. He, I think uh, he fought at the... Uh, at, in Los Angeles, a couple of fight, couple of three fights ago, mm-hmm. and um, he's an excellent boxer, and uh, he 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 looks like he belongs in the ring. Um, but whether he can beat guys who weigh fifteen to fifty pounds uh, more than he does, uh, and and will just keep coming at him, it remains to be seen. Yeah, he, he's but but I sort of consider him like a sniper, like a sharpshooter, because he throws he throws nice good blows and they've got nice leverage on him. And anyway, it's, it's going to be interesting. And he doesn't look like he's the type of guy that that you would like trust your kids with. I mean, he's just a, he's he's he looks like a killer. He looks like a, a serial killer. So if the looks have anything to do with Oleg Usyk, of course, and Anthony Josh are supposed to do this in 2020. Josh is now 30 years old. Deontay Wilder 34 years old. Usyk 32 years old, and Tyson Fury 31 years old. That's that's not unusual either for the upper echelon of the heavyweight division to be up in the early 30s. Well, if you, you'd have to go back, I believe, to the uh, 90s with. Uh, Tyson and, and Foreman and Lennox Lewis uh, and, and and Holyfield. That's a pretty good crew there. Um, before there was that much interest generated in the heavyweight division. So this is uh, on top and towards the bottom between lightweights and and heavyweights. It's a pretty good uh, framework for planning ahead to uh, next year. Going to put you on the spot here. Rocky Marciano, 49-0, of course, the Brockton bomber, the guys from Brockton, Massachusetts, anyway, uh, died in that plane crash in 1969, I believe. 49-0. The average ages of, of his opponents as in heavyweight title defenses were 34.6 years of age, 34 and a half years of age. Does that take away from him? I don't think there's a lot of uh, boxing fans who know that particular stat. I know, but I'm and running I, and about I'm, it. And, I, and I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> am, I get, um, am I getting too anal here, Godfather? Am I, and I don't mean that, you know. But am, I, am I getting too anal? Uh, yeah, you're into the cybermetrics of boxing right <laughs> now, and I don't think boxing is appropriate for cybermetrics. Uh, look, Marciano... Fought everybody uh, at his, at his time, which was not a rich time for for heavyweights. Mm-hmm. But he fought everybody who was out there. I saw uh, his last fight when he fought Archie Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I give give him high marks. But let's keep in mind when you reference him and many other heavyweights to this time, 
he weighed a, about 187, 188 pounds when he fought. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Got- closer to to light heavyweight than heavyweight in the modern era. Okay, a question for you: Did you ever buy you a drink? <laughs> no, but I did have a couple of uh, sit downs with him. Do you know why I asked that? Them. No. He's the cheapest guy in the world. He buried three million bucks. He doesn't know where it's at. His family never found the money. Well, um, <laughs> that's that's supposedly true, and I don't question it. The, um, uh, the tradition of many immigrant groups, um, and he was like the son of an immigrant, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, was that they didn't really trust the banking system yet. Because uh, back home, where they where they came from, the the banks couldn't be trusted. Mm-hmm. And of course, the, the the this was just after the depression as well. Marciano, but he got on that plane because he cashed in. He pulled he pulled one of Pedro's tricks when they used to give me first class airline tickets. I would trade him in for coach tickets or business tickets and fly coach and get the cash in between. But what he did was he had a Pan Am ticket that night and he decided he would cash in the ticket and go on the back of some freighter and that's how he died. So. Sort of brought you know his, his frugalness sort of brought about his demise. I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that, um, <laughs> but his frugalness also made him a, a a famous athlete in his time. How hard did he hit? I mean, for a guy 187 pounds, was he really that hard of a hitter? I mean, you watched him punch people. Tell me. Um. He he usually was more of a cumulative uh, puncher rather than a, a one-punch puncher. He did knock out Joe Walcott in a famous fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was in Philadelphia um, with one punch in the 13th round. But there have been a lot of punches that preceded that. Um against men his own size, yeah. But he had to chop people down. Uh, he chopped Archie Moore down after Archie Moore knocked him down in their f- famous fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say he was a, he was a, a good puncher, a heavy puncher, and a, and a volume puncher because he kept coming and coming and coming. Okay, real quick, was Sonny Liston was on the on the doorstep? Did that have anything to do with Marciano giving it up? Do you think? I never heard that. I think Liston came about later on okay. uh, in the in the Floyd Patterson era, um, and he had he was not uh, a formidable presence uh, during the Marciano era. Okay, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. What happens there, Godfather? How do you break that down in thirty to forty seconds for me? Well, my my uh, semi. Semi-educated guess is that uh, Wilder will get him, get him this time. Uh, go after him earlier in the fight uh, to make sure that he doesn't have to try to get him later in the fight. Um, I just think Wilder is more of an up-and-coming presence, and he's highly motivated and. Um, that's my expectation, but uh, my expectation is uh, not always met. 
the wisdom of the great Larry Merchant, the Hall of Famer. Godfather, say hi to the God Mama. We'll talk soon. Have a good day, Pedro. Mr. Hall of Fame himself, Larry Merchant on Sports Byline. I want to say it now. Um, how did I get up from the knockdowns? I don't know. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851-800-439-7851 When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a lot of questions run through your mind. What am I going to do? What are my options? What did I do wrong? We've had those thoughts, too. But some questions can help you move forward. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com for an interactive guide to help you learn the next steps to take after an MBC diagnosis. And how to ask the questions that lead to an open and informed conversation with your doctor. Start finding your voice today at findyourmbcvoice.com. Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. You know, boxing, if you check how many people can have the opportunity to fight, to be classified, to fight a regional title or to fight for the title, that's a few percentage of the people who are present in the gym. But the most important is 
that we can use that discipline in boxing, that we use in boxing to develop a better, better citizen for the future, work with the community, uh, make the community better, more safe, people can respect the social contract that people should have. It, it's always present in a boxing gym, and that, that's very important for the community. And, and just to save our, our, our work, you know, it's important people uh, uh, practice discipline, have the discipline to be so, successful. The great Francisco Valcarcel Sr., of course, president of the World Boxing Organization, our lead sponsor. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA. I'll take up the subject of the USC in hour number two. Not a whole lot happening in the cage, per se. Of course, Bellator had a card with a couple old guys going at it Friday night, but the USC's been quiet. Of course, they come back in January with the the overrated, nah, can I say, the drunk Irishman. I'm talking about Conor McGregor, so I'll get to that in hour number two. Now, 130 pounds, not big at 130 pounds, folks. I mean, people talk about it being a hot division. Of course, I'll go into it in just for a second. Here we got Miguel Bercho, who's like 37-1. and Then you got a Russian that's 15-0. and And Leo Santa Cruz keeps getting a lot of play, maybe at 135 pounds. People talk about maybe him stepping up to fight Tank Davis at 135 pounds. With Leo Santa Cruz, a former champion at lighter weights uh, at 130 now, 37-1-1. One one. Carl Frampton, Carl Frampton's pretty good, but he came alive at 122 pounds. I think he's fighting out of his weight class. Rene Alvarado was 32-8, so forget him. And, and Oscar Valdez, the former WBO uh, featherweight champion, undefeated still at 27 in zip. Of course, I think he was an Olympic gold medalist as well. So that's 130 pounds. 135 pounds of hot division, of course. Ryan Garcia, the heir apparent to Canelo Alvarez as far as, like, the box office is concerned. He's going to be the box office king. That's what Oscar De La Hoya thinks. De La Hoya thinks this is the second coming of Oscar De La Hoya without the gold medal. I'm talking about... 19-0, 16 knockouts. Ryan Garcia, of course, out of Central California down there on the coast. Um, of course, you got Lomachenko. Vasil Lomachenko, two-time world amateur champion, 14-1, 10 KOs, current lightweight champion at 135 pounds. Teofimo Lopez, of course, people are from Honduras, but he's from Brooklyn, 15 and zip, 12 KOs. The man with the attitude. He's like, he says he's here to take over boxing, not to take over the lightweight division, to take over boxing. Right on. He's got the right attitude. 15-0, 12 KOs. He's going to take on Lomachenko supposedly in May. Now, my guys, my inside guys like Hector Martinez say, no, no, that ain't the way the way to go. So Hector's willing to take bets, uh, taking taking Lomachenko over Lopez. So I said to him, well, if Lomachenko's favored three to one, will you give me three to one? He said, no. What kind of cheap guy is that? Anyway, bottom line is don't bet with Hector Martinez. Uh, Derek Haney's on the uh, on the bill as far as 135 pounds is concerned. Of course, the WBC champion in recess out of San Francisco, California, 24 and 0. 15 KOs. Good Lord. I mean, that's some hell of a talent, right? Then you go, wait, wait, we're not done. Let's move up like five pounds to 140 pounds where, where I would have fought. Nah, not really. I'd have fought 135 pounds if I was turning pro. But Josh Taylor, man, what can I say about Josh? He upset everybody. And I mean, everybody thought that Regis Progress was going to be like the guy. He was going to walk right through this guy, Taylor. It didn't happen. Progress lost a majority decision after 12 rounds. Of course, that was over in uh, the the O2 arena. But the bottom line is 16-0, 12 KOs. I thought he was uh, <clears throat> just another British guy, like, you know, sort of like a semi-stiff that has a good record. But Josh Taylor looks like he can really fight. So you got Josh Taylor at 16-0 with a belt. You got Jose Carlos Ramirez, as I said, of Central California, Avenel, California, 25-0. He's a WBC guy. Progress, he may be back, but I think the 
the fire sort of got taken out of Mr. Progress. Victor Postel's got a decent record, 31-2. and two. Of course, Jose Zepeda and going to Pablo's Cesar uh, Cano. Outside of Robert Easter, maybe. Outside of that, forget the rest of the guys. What I'm trying to tell you is there's three or four guys here at the top that can really make for some good fights. So from 130 to 140 pounds, boxing is just happening. And now, of course, the heavyweight division is going to come alive again. Of course, Deontay Wilder and, and Tyson Fury going February 22nd. And, you know, <clears throat> I got to say this. If I was a betting man, and I don't bet on fights, Jack Fist, the retired HBO, uh, retired, retired godfather, and, of course, the Hall of Famer from uh, the San Francisco Chronicle. He wrote for the Chronicle for like 38 or 40 years. He was my mentor. And, you know, one time I bet on a fight, and the, and the fight didn't come out the way I thought it was going to fight. It was Mark Breland and Marlon Starling, and I bet all over Marlon Starling. I think they called it a draw, and Starling beat him like he was a girl. I mean, it was like domestic. If they'd have been, they'd have been married or in a, in a relationship, it would have been domestic violence, right? So they called it a draw afterwards, so I didn't lose any money, and I got to go get my money back that I bet because it was a draw. But, you know, that was, that, was a bit, that, was a bit, that was a bit off the wall. Anyway, I didn't enjoy that. So when I went to his room that night with the godfather, Jack Fisk, I said to him, Jack, you know, I bet on this fight. And he says, you know, you're a boxing writer. And I was writing for different newspapers at the time and magazines. He goes, you're a boxing writer. He goes, you can't bet like the rest of these New York guys. He goes, because when you bet, it ruins your, your perspective of the fight. You can't look at it from, a, from, a, uh, from an objective point of view. In other words, if a round's close, you're going to want to give it to your guy just because you bet on your guy. Or, or you're going to go the other way and not give it to your guy because you don't want to seem biased. But the bottom line is it ruins your perspective of boxing if you have money involved betting on fights. So I don't bet on fights. But if I was a betting man, if I was a betting man, <clears throat> I bet on Deontay Wilder, much like Larry Merchant said. Reason why? I think he's going to try to close the show early. I think he's going to try to land those big bombs. He can't play around with Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is a big guy, a tall guy, a rangy guy. He'll, um, he'll, he'll make you look bad or frustrate you. But if you make contact with Tyson Fury, much like the Roy Jones factor, and this is how I told people, I try to instruct people on how to fight Roy Jones and Pernell Whitaker and, and guys like, like Floyd Mayweather. You have to rough them up. You can't fight. Hey, um, Floyd, you're the best boxer in the past uh, maybe 15 or 20 years. I'm going to try to box you. That ain't going to work. I got to do something outside the box. You're not going to be Floyd Mayweather or Roy Jones at their best boxing. But if you step on their foot and you hit them in the arms and you hit them in the hips and you do all kinds of weird stuff and you try to rough them up inside this and that, you throw off their game plan. You throw off the game plan. If you can throw off their game plan, you have a chance, okay? And I think that, that Tyson Fury is going to try to throw off Deontay Wilder's game plan, but I think Wilder will come in so motivated and, so, I mean, so... So motivated that he will either live or die via the KO. And I don't think he's going to get KO'd by Tyson Fury. I mean, Tyson Fury gets that, that schlep the last time. I don't want to call him a schlep, but the guy who fought the last time, I can't even remember his name, but he wasn't all that much. And before that, the guy before that wasn't all that much. So two fights in a row with, you know, sub sub upper echelon competition has not done anything for Tyson Fury except cut him up. And that's where I think the fight's going to end. I think it's going to end on a cut. I think that Tyson Fury is going to go into this fight, whether it's three months, whether it's six months, whether it's a year, whether it's 18 months, no matter how long he waits in between fights, he's never going to heal. Those cuts, that scar tissue on that one side of his face is never going to heal. That's the bottom line. Is, so, you know, Chuck Whipner, he's been on the show in the past. Of course, he went the distance with Muhammad Ali, said he knocked Muhammad Ali down in one round. Remember that? Are you, <clears throat> he went with Muhammad, he went, he went, <clears throat> excuse me, said he knocked Ali down. But Ali said he stepped on his foot or something like that. Anyway, Webner was known as the Bayonne Bleeder. 
He was from uh, Bayonne, and of course he bled like a sieve. I mean, you look at the guy, he would bleed. Sort of like the Sheik. Remember the Sheik? And some of you might remember the old Sheik, the real Sheik in, in professional wrestling. He used to use a razor blade to cut his head all the time, right? And he did it for like 25 or 30 or 40 years. So it got to the point at the end where he didn't have to cut his head anymore. All he had to do was slap himself. He had to, the Sheik would slap himself on the head, and he would start bleeding. Believe me, that's the same case. That's the same scenario that's going to take place with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, February 22nd, wherever these guys are going to go down, L.A. or T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, wherever it happens to be, MGM Grand, um, it's going to be this. It's going to be a bloodbath. Tyson Fury is going to lose on because of a cut. Either the cut's going to hinder him to the point where he's going to get drilled. Bottom line is, I just can't, even though he's talented, even though I think he's got, you know, some incredible, some incredible ability for a heavyweight, the ability to move around like he does. I mean, sometimes he moves a little bit like, like Purnell, like a big giant version of Pernell Whitaker, six foot nine inch Pernell Whitaker, you know, but he even, he even looks a little black Tyson Fury when he fights, but I don't know if that's going to work this time. I think a motivated Wilder, much like, yeah, much like Larry Merchant was alluding to, I think this, I think he goes through Tyson Fury this time. I just don't see Tyson Fury putting up the type of fight that um, people would, well, of course, Larry says he's going to get up for the main event, for the, for the big event, but I just don't think so. I don't care if he, even if he gets up for it, I just don't think he's going to be able to turn back the, uh, Turn back the clock. Of course, he had his chance. He had his chance with Deontay Wilder. Had he stayed on his feet in the 12th round, of course, I probably probably wouldn't have lost that fight. But then again, he won 10 rounds. I mean, he won. T- take it back. He won more than 10 rounds. Outside of the 15 seconds he was down or or they, uh, the inner, the uh, 15 seconds that maybe took place when he got knocked down in the 12th round and maybe the 10 or the 15 seconds in the 9th round whenever he got knocked down earlier in the fight. <clears throat> Outside of those two 15-second uh, segments, he didn't lose. He didn't lose a second. I mean, Wilder was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Uh, you know, I'm from Mobile. I mean, he was fighting like a dummy from Mobile, Alabama. Sorry about Mobile, but that bottom, he was. He's fighting, you know, he just was fighting like a stiff from Mobile. Is he a stiff from Mobile? No, he isn't. He cracks. He is prime time. He is must-watch, must-watch TV. Whether you like him or not, the 2008 Olympic bronze medals is must-watch TV. And guess what? Why is he must-match TV? Because he can crack. He brings it, baby. Pound for pound, heavyweights, he's punching the hardest, I think, in the heavyweight division right now. Who else? I mean, who else in heavyweight punches really that hard? Not really right now. And pound for pound, of course, we've got the king. People say to me, who is the king of all boxing right now? I want to say Emmanuel Navarrete. Oh, Pedro, how can you say that? Yes, the WBO 122-pound champion. And I'm not saying that because the WBO is our sponsor. It's because everybody that listens to this show knows that I brought up this name, Emmanuel Navarrete, long before he beat Isaac Dogbo. Before he beat Dogbo, I said, you know, this guy looks pretty good. This guy looks pretty good. He's like a Mexican a Mexican hot dog. I like guys that hot dog. I used to dog guys. I mean, sorry, man. I didn't like getting dog. Never got dog myself, per se. I mean, I got beat, but I never dog. I, I used to like dog, you know, like when you knock somebody down, you stand over and say, get up. You know, just get up. And the referee says, get back to your corner. Anyway, that wasn't disrespect. That was just me being me. But bottom line is, I think boxing needs a little bit of attitude right now. A little in the Deontay Wilder and, and, uh, and Tyson Fury fight will bring us some attitude. No doubt about that. Of course, that's going to be on some type of pay-per-view. They're not going to put this on ESPN Plus or anything like that. None of the apps. It'll be on pay-per-view, and it'll cost you a few bucks. But, 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 I think it'll be worth it. Because the first fight, of course, 
Mm. Can I say, except for those two times he got knocked down, Tyson Fury was in total control. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing, MMA, of course, 35, make that 36, 36 years now, radio presence. Let's go through the pound-for-pound rankings. Of course, I consider Emmanuel Navarrete the once-beaten fighter, the pound-for-pound king in all of boxing. Bob Arum does, too. Of course, Bob Arum promotes him. But the bottom line is he's a WBO 122-pound champion. He gets no play as far as the, uh, the top 20 is concerned. And, uh, and the box rec ratings. Let me go through that for you. Saul Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez, considered pound for pound the best, 29 years old, 53 and 1 at one loss, of course, to Floyd May with a couple of draws. Terrence Crawford, another guy out of a boxing hotspot. Where's that? Omaha, Nebraska. Welterweight now, 32 years old, 36 and zip. He's the guy, maybe at 147, because Earl Spence is toast. Earl Spence will never fight again. Earl Spence, let me tell you, if I was another welterweight, I'd be lining up to fight Earl Spence right now. Earl, 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 please come and fight Pedro. Why would I say that? Because I think he's boxing toast. I mean, after that car accident, flipped out of a car at 90 miles per hour, uh, I'm okay, I'm okay. You know, no, but, but you ain't okay. Anyway, he is 26 and 0, 25 and 0. Whether he goes uh, on to a professional record, I don't think he'll ever make 30 and 0. <clears throat> Personally, I don't think he's going to fight one or two more times. If he fights once, he'll be exposed for being damaged goods and go back into retirement. That's where he belongs in retirement. 90 miles per hour getting thrown out of a car, blood be glad you're alive. Uh, Earl Spence is considered number four as far as this pound for pound stuff. They've got Gennady Golovkin, number three. I don't know why. 40 and uh, one, of course, the one loss to, and the one loss and the one draw, both to Canelo Alvarez, who is considered Canelo's nemesis, but he's getting old, man. He's like 40 years old, going on 90. Of course, the rest of the guys in the top 10, Anthony Joshua, Manny Pacquiao, Sean Porter, Callum Smith, the aforementioned Miguel Bertrell, the 130-pound champion straight up. I don't know. Pound for pound boxing, I don't know. Who is a pound for pound best? I just told you. Emmanuel Navarrete. People don't like me saying that, but the bottom line is, he's a guy. What does Aram say? He's Mexican and he comes to fight. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Well, I'd doggone if I wouldn't work all day. Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez is brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? 
they can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words. Buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. Now more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. Just what do you think of him as a fighter, huh? Well, his footwork's lousy. He can't count a punch. His timing stinks. And he doesn't breathe properly. But you'll like him as a person. Well, he has a nice smile. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, February 22nd, live, of course, in Las Vegas, the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Tyson Fury, the undefeated lad, of course, the gypsy, that's going to bleed like a sieve, taking on Deontay Wilder, of course. Uh, Bob Arum, the Hall of Fame promoter, says, Wilder is not a box. He's a horrible boxer. He puts on a clinic on how not to box. Of course, the other guy's promoter, Tyson Fury's promoter, is saying stuff like, you know, this is a massive fight. He brought Tyson Fury back. The bottom line is, these guys are the number one and two heavyweights in the world, no doubt about that. Anthony Joshua, is he even the number three heavyweight in the world? I'll delve into that maybe in hour number two. Hour number two, of course, will come forthcoming here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Stitched, uh, take it out, twitch.tv, of course, the Sports Byline channel. iHeartRadio, of course, iHeartRadio goes live and delayed. You can catch our broadcast on iHeartRadio live Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, or delayed on iHeartRadio as well. Of course, the archives, Dominic gets those together, usually about the end of Sunday. So after Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, you got both shows, the Saturday and the Sunday show, up at iHeartRadio. Of course, you can join iHeartRadio, our favorite iHeartRadio, and they'll send you a little clip. Every time that Ring Talk Live Worldwide airs, if you miss a show, they'll send you the, the podcast. Bottom line is, you're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 35, make that 36-plus years now. Often imitated, but never duplicated. Guess what? The guy that sings this song, the voice, the great voice of Lenny Williams, the man, the platinum recording artist. He'll be here talking boxing hour number two. That's right, Lenny Williams at 40 minutes past the hour and hour number two. We'll talk boxing with Lenny. We've got some other things to talk about, the UFC as well. And I'll have some fun in hour number two. Hey, we'll also talk about Badu Jack maybe getting the shaft last night against Gene Pascal. Bottom line is, at the end of the day, we're talking boxing MMA and hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Coming up after the news.
USA Radio News with John Hunt. Two United States senators have been barred from visiting the Philippines over a measure that seeks to punish Philippine officials involved in the detainment of a top critic of President Rodrigo Duarte and his anti-drug crackdown. Salvador Pinello, a spokesman for Durete, said during a news conference that the Philippine president ordered the Bureau of Immigration to deny Senators Dick Durbin, a Democrat from Illinois, and Patrick Leahy, a Democrat from Vermont, entry into the country. Pinello said, we will not sit idly if they continue to interfere with our process as a sovereign state. Republican attempts to require photo ID to vote in North Carolina are being stopped by judges hearing arguments that the mandate is tainted by bias. A federal court announced that next week, U.S. District Judge Loretta Biggs will formally block the photo ID requirement scheduled to begin in 2020. This is USA Radio News. Here is some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance, and it's worked beautifully for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, and over the years, members have shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills, so they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. You're not stuck with a high-cost health plan. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They are super easy to talk to. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. In a Gallup survey of 1,000 adults, this has been named the most important problem facing the country. John Clemens reports. Gallup presented a number of choices for the concerns of Americans, ranging from the economy, immigration, and for national security. But the government was at the top of the list for the third straight year at 27%. When Gallup questioned respondents about their party affiliation, Democrats blamed President Trump, while the Republicans blamed the U.S. Congress for its dysfunctional actions in general, as well as the Democrats in the U.S. Congress. Thousands of koala bears are feared to have died in a wildfire-ravaged area north of Sydney, further diminishing Australia's iconic marsupial, while fire danger increases in the country's east side as temperatures continue to soar. The mid-northern coast of New South Wales was home to up to 28,000 koalas. Over 30% of their habitat has been destroyed, according to Australia's environmental minister, Susan Lay. This is USA Radio News. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. A Southern Republican senator says he's keeping an open mind about an impeachment trial in the Senate. USA Radio's Chris Barnes has the story. Louisiana Republican John Kennedy saying that the House was unfair in its handling of the case, but he's keeping an open mind when it comes to the Senate trial. I don't want them saying, well, we were just run over by the same truck twice. 
it was unfair in the House and it was unfair in the Senate. I, I want people to think that it was, a, it was a level playing field. Speaking on CNN's State of the Union, Kennedy also said when it comes to how the process will work in the Senate, he says there are no rules and no standards of proof required. Congress has another week off before returning to work in early January. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. North Korea has opened a high-profile political conference to discuss how to overcome harsh trials and difficulties with the United States. Days before a year-end deadline set by Pyongyang for Washington to make concessions in nuclear negotiations. The ruling Workers' Party meeting is a focus of keen attention, as some observers predict North Korea might use the conference to announce it would abandon faltering diplomacy with the U.S. and lift its moratorium on major weapons tests. As we get ready to head into a new decade, we'd like to thank you for listening to USA Radio News. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited-time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Ladies and gentlemen, Live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Yeah. Brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. How about that? And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. Let's get him. Let's get him hard. Pedro Fernandez. Better grab me quick before my knees give way. Thomas y Caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, live, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is hour number two of our Sunday edition, of course, Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and about a thousand other internet platforms. Straight up, this hour, we're going to focus on Andre Ward to an extent, of course, 2004 Olympic gold medalist. I said he's a fighter of the decade, and I'll tell you why when we come back, of course, after the break. Bottom line is, Andre was undefeated, and, you know, I mean, what did he... He didn't become the superstar that he should have became. I'll get into that as a little bit, but the bottom line is, we'll talk to Andre Ward, of course. We'll also hear in this hour from Sugar Ray Leonard, and maybe we'll touch on the world of Marvin Hagler with Larry Merchant. But, but, at 40 minutes past hour, we'll switch gears. Take that back. We'll talk boxing, but we'll bring in an incredible musician, a great voice. Of course, the, the epic recording artist. I'm talking about Mr. Platinum himself. Lenny Williams will be here at 40 minutes past hour. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Open phone lines all around the planet. 
You can call us toll free anywhere from you know from where you're listening. One eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. That's one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. Or or hit us up on the guilt free no commitment text line. You can text us like you know you don't have to come on the air and like maybe get a little nervous and that. Bottom line is the guilt free no commitment text line the number is four one five. 275-1613. The studio text line once again, 415-275-1613. You tune to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. You'd be doing a million things right now, but the fact you listen to this show, I thank you so much. Tune in. Right after the break, we'll be talking more boxing and MMA on Sports Byline. decision now let's listen clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled wbo that's right the world boxing organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body you can follow the wbo on facebook or check out their website wboboxing.com this wboboxing.com the world boxing organization Football and basketball seasons are in full swing. So get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional sports. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild proposition bets like... Who will be the first head coach to get fired? Or who will win the NBA MVP? Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code COACH55. That's COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists. 
thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Welcome back to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, a sports byline production. My name is Pedro Fernandez. We're talking boxing MMA today only on Sports Byline. I'm not invincible. Uh, the great Floyd Mayweather is invincible. Nobody's invincible. You just have guys that are really, really good at what they do. And, 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 and that's just what it is. But anybody can be knocked out. Anything can happen in that ring. And that's why boxing has the buzz and intrigue that it has. And that's why it'll never die because... I'm a huge sports fan. I watch all sports. But it's something. It's one thing to watch a team sport, but it's something else to watch two men at the highest level battle, and one may be favored over the other, but you never know what's going to happen. And and that's what that's why boxing is the way it is. The fighter of the decade, baby, Andre Ward, calls Oakland, California's home, originally from San Francisco, now living in Marin County with the rock stars. The bottom line is 32 and zip. 50% knockout ratio and 16 knockouts. Of course, the Kovalev fight. People say they're talking about oh, the first Kovalev fight. Of course, he fought him in twice, first in 2016. They said, you know, Andre was lucky to win that fight. <clears throat> well, the bottom line was <clears throat> Andre won the fight. And then he came back in the next fight, and he stopped Sergey Kovalev. I mean, he beat Sergey Kovalev up in June of 19, uh, 2017. But the bottom line is, let's go back to, of course, the kid that I remember, like 90 pounds, 98 pounds, something like I don't call him a 98-pound weekly, but he was a real skinny kid. He was about about 15, 16 years old, 15 years old, something like that. Anyway, bottom line is he was fighting over in Oakland, and they're telling me, hey, keep an eye on this kid. He's never lost a fight. I said, what do you mean he's never lost a fight? Never lost. So everybody loses a fight, especially you get screwed in the amateurs. I mean, you, can get, you, 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 you go into another guy's hometown, or maybe his mother or his sister or his uncle or his aunt or somebody knows the referee or the judge. I'm telling you, things like it happen in amateur boxing. The only thing more corrupt than professional boxing is amateur boxing. Anyway, when they told me he never lost a fight, that sort of like, you know, piqued my attention I said, well, let me, let me look at this kid. So I watched Andre Ward go three rounds with a young man, and, of course, he outskilled. He was, it was no no match. I mean, just outboxed him to, just outboxed him to death. And I was blown away by the fact that he didn't get hit, didn't get hit at all. I mean, that wasn't talk about, like, the next coming of Sugar Ray Leonard, but, man, the kid didn't get hit in three rounds. Usually somebody gets cracked at least once in three rounds. Anyway, I saw a couple more fights of his, and I realized, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe this kid's got a future. Maybe this kid's got a future. And then, of course, he lost this one fight. So I get a call from Marsha King, and she is the deceased owner, uh, the former owner of the King's Gym. Her, 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 her former husband, Charles King, still runs the gym. But um, she called me on the phone. She goes, you're not going to believe this. I said, what am I not going to believe? You know, I thought maybe Charles died or something like that. And unbelievably, she, she, she beat Charles to the grave. But um, uh, she said to me, Andre lost. And I'm thinking, Andre, Andre who? She goes, Andre Ward. I said, so what? She goes, no, no, Pedro, he got burned. The reason why I'm calling you is you're the media. I was doing a radio talk show then. Of course, I was writing for Flash and Boxing Update, SF Progress, stuff like that. So she says to me, you got to tell people this was like, this was unjust. He's not, he he didn't lose. But I said, you know, amateur boxing, I said, anything can happen. You know that. I mean, how many times have have I taken it to the judges where I've like knocked the guy down in two rounds and lost the fight? That's the way it was. It happened in Arizona. I couldn't believe it. Wait, wait, I knocked him on the first round, I knocked him on the second round, and I 
lost the fight on points? Come on, that didn't make sense. Anyway, it happens. I told you, the only thing crookeder than professional boxing is amateur boxing. So anyway, Andre Ward starts rolling through the, the uh, you know, the stiffs as far as the 160, 168-pound division is concerned, moving up, of course, doing his thing. Then one time he got knocked down. This caused Gary Radnich, who's like a an icon here in the Bay Area as far as radio and television is concerned. I still think he's still on Channel 4 or on KMBR. Uh, uh, <clears throat> anyway, his father was a former fighter as well. Anyway, he says to me, yeah, your guy Andre Ward's got a glass jaw. He can't take a punch. He's blah, 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 blah. And the only reason why that you're, 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 uh, you're, you're beating his drum is that you're shilling for him. Ooh, he accused me of shilling for Andre Ward either was on television or on the radio, and I don't want to jump through, you know, I don't want to jump at him. And he don't accuse me of shilling for anybody. I'm just telling you the truth. He's never lost a fight. If you take away that one fight that, that controversial loss as an amateur, I think it took place at King's Gym in Oakland, California. If you take away that one loss, he's never lost a boxing match, okay? Never lost a boxing match. 32-0 and as a pro. And then when he won the 168-pound title, I got to admit, I got to admit, I threw a little bit of money on that Super 6 tournament because he was like a 4-1 to one underdog in that Super 6 tournament, a 4-1 to one underdog. So I threw like 200 bucks on him at 4-1. to one, I got $1,000 back. So thank you, Andre Ward, on that. But he went through guys like Sergio Bica, Alan Green, Mikhail Kessler. I mean, Kessler was good. Edison Miranda was a good fighter. No doubt about that. He had a decent record, 32-3. and three. I mean, 17-1, Henry Buchanan. Of course, we stepped up to Carl Frock, who was 28-1, took care of Carl Frock, knocked out Chad Dawson, who was 31-1 and one at the time. I mean, Chad Dawson, the champion, 175 pounds, fought Edward Rodriguez, who was 24 and zip. Rodriguez could fight. Paul Smith was 38, 35 and 8. Uh, Sullivan Barrera, 17 and zip. Alexander Brand, 25 and 1. Sergey Kovalev, 30 and 0. Sergey Kovalev, 30 and 1. Of course, Sergey Kovalev being his last fight that took place in June of 2017. So even though he fought for only seven years of this decade, I have to give Android, Andre Ward Fighter of the Decade Awards. I mean, nobody even comes close. Nobody nobody else can, can support an undefeated record against competition like this. And to beat Kovalev not once but twice. And then, of course, Kovalev coming back and making that mega payday against Canelo Alvarez, of course. And people say to me, Hector Martinez said to me, you know, you're lucky that, 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 that Canelo won that fight. I said, why am I lucky, Hector? Why am I because I picked him up. Why are you lucky? Was, you know, because Kovalev was ahead. Yeah, but what other way are you going to beat a bigger guy? You got to let him <clears throat> spend some money. That's what I'm talking about, spending some money, getting tired. Let him spend some money. Let him spend some money. Let Kovalev spend some money. Four, five, six, seven, eight rounds of spending money. Of course, Kovalev was coming off that fight just a couple of months before in which he got, you know, rolled, but he ended up winning. So the bottom line is, you know, he was on a... How can I put this? He'd been in the gym a little bit too long for a guy that old. I'm talking about Sergey Kovalev. Hey, but Canelo's people played it just like a fiddle. And what happened? He got stopped. 10th round, good stoppage, no doubt about that. Got clipped and got knocked out. Of course, still pound for pound the king as far as in the minds of 99% of the people in this world is Canelo Alvarez. Now, the reason why I bring up Canelo Alvarez is that Andre Ward was offered a lot of money to come out of retirement and fight Canelo Alvarez. And I thought about it. At first, I was popping off on the radio saying, you know, Andre's war. I know because I know Andre. Andre's the most competitive guy in the entire world. Okay, Humble, quiet as, as a church mouse. But man, unless you get in his face. But um, but but humble, humble and proud. So if there was any talk of him coming back against Kovalov, he'd be out. He would be out running. So I was willing to bet my life, almost my life, that he was out running a few weeks ago. Then I found out he wasn't. 
he's not going to come back. Evidently, he's not going to come back. I mean, no matter how much money they offer him, and I'm hearing the offers were better than 10 to 15 million bucks, okay? But 15 million bucks not to come out of retirement, there's two reasons for that. A, he's smart. And he realizes that guys that have come out of retirement in the past is to get paid or for paydays have usually lost. The fact that he can't have a tune-up fight, he's been off since 2017, June of 2017, that's not a good thing either because it would be almost three years if they were to fight in May, if Kovalov and if Canelo and Andre were to fight in May, and that's what we're talking about, May 2020, he would be off almost three years, one month shy of three years. So that wouldn't be good. I think he needed a tune-up fight, but he wasn't going to take one. He had no idea, he has no intention, supposedly, allegedly, of coming back. I mean, I looked at him in a, in a video that was shot of him. He looks like, I don't want to say he looks like a bus driver or nothing like that, but he don't look like Andre Ward the fighter no more. He just doesn't. And more power to him. I think that's great because he's, he's made the transition. I mean, Andre Ward was, was Mr. Family. He just was. I mean, uh, his wife, Tiffany, and the kids. I mean, the kids were amazing. I was over their house a few times when, when they lived um, not in the upper echelon of society. I'm talking about Marin County when they're living over there in San Leandro. Was it San Leandro? Tell us back in the Oakland Hills. Nice place. But the bottom line is they weren't rich yet. They were still young. They were still together. They'd been together since they were like 13, 14 years old. I mean, lifelong sweethearts. The Andre Ward story, it's the complete story. It tells you everything. Not only is he the boxer, the complete boxer, the Olympic gold medalist, the world champion, 168 pounds, runs through that Super 6 tournament, wins that going away, wins the title at 175, defends that, and retires unbeaten 26-0. As I said, an Olympic gold medalist, but... He's a champion father. He's a champion husband. You've never seen his, paper, his name in the paper outside of boxing. I mean, you don't see his name in the paper like uh, something involving the police. You've never seen it. So what am I trying to tell you? Without a doubt, Andre Ward, pound for pound, no doubt in my mind, one of the classiest guys, the most humble men to ever come along, no, the son of God. He truly lives up to that. And I'm not the most religious guy in the world, but he is. And he truly lives up to that reputation. Undefeated in life. As far as a fighter is concerned, and the box of the decade for this decade, Andre Ward, now living in Marin County, originally born in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. We tribute, that's our tribute to Andre Ward, the fighter of the decade. Man, give him his props. You got to give him his props, man. When you see him on HBO, realize that's greatness. That's ring greatness. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, make that 36 years of radio presence. Check it out. Ring Talk returns right after the break. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 800-485-6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003 
If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right. A monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I don't complain about getting up in the mornings to do world work. You've, you've ran with me a number of times, and I enjoy the competition. This is a part of my life. It's for as long as I can do it. Welcome back to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, a Sports Byline production. My name is Pedro Fernandez. We're talking boxing and MMA today only on Sports Byline. That was the great Sugar Ray Leonard. Of course, that was from 1989. We're hicking it, hooking it up together, of course, in West Palm Beach, Florida. I want to mention this. I usually don't blast him on the air, but I will blast him. My good friend Hector Martinez just shot me a text says, you like picking losers because he's trying to say that us leaning towards Teofimo Lopez over Vasil Lomachenko, we like picking losers. No, no, Hector, whether we're picking losers or not, just give us the odds we're asking for. If it's a 3-1 to fight, you give us 3-1, to you can bet Lomachenko and we'll bet Lopez. That's the bottom line. And me and my boy from Brooklyn, we decided we're going to go that way. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. We've got a new house historian. <coughs> Billo, and I'm not talking to Bill O'Reilly. Of course, Bill O'Reilly is the guy that I threw out of that press conference, that Mike Tyson press conference, myself and Mike Marley back in, what was it, 1995? Of course, the comeback against Pete McNeely, or no, the, the McNeely guy. Remember the McNeely guy? The, the, yeah, anyway, bottom line is Mike Tyson destroyed him in like 30 to 45 seconds. But Mr. Bill O'Reilly tried to crash a press conference without a, without a, without a, without an invite. We didn't want to let him in. He was a jerk. We knew it then. Bottom line is, long before he went to Fox News, he got accused of all them sexual uh, harassment cases. Bottom line is, Billow says <clears throat> the highlight of the week was December 27th, 
1985, of course, after losing the WBC lightweight title to Jose Luis Ramirez when he turned his back. I'm talking about Edwin Rosario scored a seventh-round KO over the mediocre Rocky Montoya in New York. Of course, Rosario just had that one loss, and of course, the coming back in his comeback fight. But Hector Camacho was his next fight, and man, was that a stinker. Of course, Camacho got hooked in that fight. That was the end of the Macho Man. It just was. I mean, he went from the Macho Man to the name that I gave him, and he loved until the end, the Harlem Heckler. That's what I called him, the Harlem Heckler, because he didn't, there was no macho left in Hector at that point. I mean, he had a great record, never really got stopped, never got beat up, per se. Of course, Chavez put a licking on him, pretty tough. Uh, but the bottom line is, he never took no severe, severe beatings. Got shot in the face, though. That wasn't cool. Got shot in the face, what, 2012, 2013, now since Camacho's been gone, doing that cocaine. Couldn't stay away from the coke. Didn't, I mean, he just couldn't. I mean, I'm, he, from the early days, I mean, it was early on, it was just, you know, touching nose candy here and there. But then he became a problem drug for him. And once it became a problem drug, that and the fact that, you know, Rosario sort of like stiffened him. That's what happened. Rosario hit him with that left hook, man, just stiffened Camacho up like he like became instantly like one big Viagra. Mm, real stiff. Anyway, of course, that was the end of, uh, as I said, him being macho. From that point forward, he fought defensively. But Hector Camacho, of course, pound for pound, one of the greatest fighters, I think, that we've experienced in the last 35 or 40 years. And people say that, you know, you give him far too much credit. No, I don't. If you saw him fight Jose Luis Ramirez in 1985, pitching a shutout of 12 rounds, 36 minutes. If you watched him against other guys, I mean, at 135, 140 pounds, he fought all the way to 160 pounds. He beat Ray Leonard, of course, and then one of those great fights when those two guys are like they're 90 years old. Actually, Ray was like 90, and Camacho was like 82. Okay, and they hooked it up in Atlantic City, and it was a sad night because it, Ray Leonard came into that fight with a hurt Achilles tendon, and Hector knows what a Hector, hurt Achilles is all about. When you hurt your Achilles, you can't push off on your foot. You just can't. You can't push off on that foot. If you're using your foot to push off on as far as punching power is concerned, that means you'll have no power. So that's what sort of happened to Ray Leonard and Camacho, of course. So I did that fight. It was the end of Ray, I thought, but Ray, I think, came back uh, one more, two more times and fought some, and fought Terry Norris. I think Terry Norris was finally the end for Sugar Ray Leonard. But the reason I wanted to touch on these guys is I wanted to go back to Marvin Hagler to an extent. Of course, Hagler considered by many the last working man's champion. No doubt about that as far as the Middle East is concerned. A guy that worked his way up from the club fights, from like, you know, the dollar fifty an hour, dollar fifty a round type of stuff, to you know, to making big money. Of course, cashing out with the Sugar Ray Leonard fight. I'll tell you about the money in just a minute. But eventually he was sixty two and three as a professional. Of course, never got knocked out. 52 knockouts, of course, turned pro back in when? 1973, yeah, 73 to 87. Of course, the last fight was with Ray Leonard. Of course, that was in June, the, take that back, Mark's, March the 6th, 1987. Ray Leonard came in at 33 and 1, and Ray came to fight. I mean, Ray won over 12 rounds, and of course, Lou DeFlippo, it was a split decision. Lou DeFlippo being the only judge that went for Marvin that night. Me and Lou went around the world. We've been all, he's, he's deceased now from L.A., he's a former fighter. But we went all over the world to China, to China once or twice, went to Europe a couple times, Buenos Aires, Argentina. I think I saw him in Greece one time. The bottom line is everywhere I went, I said, Lou, 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 Hagler didn't win that fight. And before I could say Hagler didn't win that fight, I would say, hey, Lou, and he said to me, well, Leonard didn't win that fight. So it was like all the way to his grave, Lou Filippo held the, the, uh, the feeling that Marvin Hagler beat Sugar Ray Leonard tonight. But that night. And I don't think he did because, you know, if you just do the mathematics, let's be, let's do simple math for a second. You only have to count to 12 because it's a 12 round 
round fight. So simple math. Okay. Ray Leonard, uh, Marvin Hagel gives away at least four of the first five rounds. Let's say he gives away all five of the first four rounds. All five of the first five rounds. Gives away five rounds right there. Okay. All he has to do is win two more rounds in the rest of the fight from round six to 12 in order to win a seven to five decision. And that's what I think he did. I'm not trying to say he lost all those rounds in the end. I think he put up that game effort in the ninth round. I mean, Ray just stood there with him and went back and forth, toe-to-toe. I mean, Ray Leonard was dishing out as much as he could on Marvin. Marvin was a bigger dude, a stronger dude. Do I think Mar- Do I think Ray Leonard was on Flintstone Vitamins that night? Without a doubt, in my mind. That's my, just an opinion. Anyway, of course, Hagler coming off the Mugabe fight, off the Hearns fight, off the Ham Show fight before that. I mean, yeah. You got to give Marvin Hagler some credit, no doubt about that. But when you go back to the fight that really exposed Marvin Hagler, with a fight that really, really exposed him, it was a fight in 1984, of course, with Roberto Duran. Of course, 18, 18, 1983 was Roberto Duran. He was seven seven four. Duran was a lightweight champion. Lightweight means. 135 pounds. Marvin Hagler's a middleweight champion, 160 pounds. He's a monster. Naturally, he's 35 or 40 pounds bigger than him, okay? Of course, Mar- uh, Duran coming off that beating, that beatdown of Davey Moore, the 154-pound champion. I mean, licked him like a stamp. Wasn't supposed to happen that way. Osbergers didn't think it was going to go that way, but guess what? Duran pulled it off. I mean, he put on a boxing clinic, a beatdown in the garden, June of 1983. Of course, Duran got that fight. Why? Because Tony Ella Jr., raped some girl on New Year's Eve in uh, 1983, 1982, 1983. Remember, Tony Ayala raped that girl, stuck a sock in her mouth, and then went to prison for 10 years. And when he got out of prison, he called me up on the phone and said, Pedro, will you put me on the radio? I said, man, I don't don't know. I don't feel good about this. He goes, I promise, man. He goes, I cleaned up my life in jail. I've seen the Lord, all this kind of good stuff. So I put him on the radio. He talks about this Ayala pride, this and that kind of stuff. Six months later, he's accused of sex assaulted some girl underage in the gym. Before you know it, he's dead of a heroin overdose. What can I say? May he rest in peace. Not. I'm not a big fan of Tony Ayala. How do I get off on Ayala, Jan? I don't know. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, a decision last night that some people weren't too happy with. Gene Pascal, of course, retaining the WBA light heavyweight title. A split decision over um, a guy that was on last week's show. I'm talking about Jack uh, Badu Jack, they call him the Ripper. The bottom line is 22 and 3 now, three draws, 13 KOs. Badu had him down late in the fight. Pascal had Badu down early in the fight. Of course, Pascal's record now 35 and 6, one draw, 20 KOs. He is the WBA light heavyweight champion. Get these scores 114, 112 for Jack, 114, 112 for Pascal, 114, 112 for Pascal. That means if one judge would have went one other way, this fight would have been a draw. One point, one other way, the fight would have been a draw. It would have been a majority draw. Bottom line is, they say Badu deserves a new rematch. Of course, Badu, a young man with a good, good attitude, no doubt about that. I mean, he spends time in the community, no doubt about it. At the end of the day, he truly, he ain't going to say. Let's go to the scorecard on that one. To 12 rounds of action, we have a split decision. Here are the score totals. Judge at ringside, Julie Letterman scores about 114 to 112 in favor of Badu Jack. Judge at ringside, Nelson Vasquez sees it 114 to 112 in favor of Jean Pascal. And Judge at ringside, Barry Lindenman scores about 114 to 112 in favor of the winner. And still, light heavyweight champion of the world, John Pascal. 
Floyd had a problem with that. Floyd Mayweather, of course, he undefeated last 50 and 0 now. How many knockouts? How many knockouts he's got? I don't care. The bottom line is I'm not a big Floyd Mayweather fan. He's talking about his threatening to come back and fight again in boxing. Please don't do it, Floyd, unless you want to fight like the heavyweight champion of the world. He destroys you. Outside of that, I don't want to see Floyd Mayweather in the ring unless he's going to get destroyed. 44 years old. Listen, he's taking the money and ran. As I told you many, many times on this show, I think he pulled off a bigger con than Paul Newman and Robert Redford in the movie The Sting. And that was all about conning people back in the 70s. I think that I think that, that Floyd Mayweather pulled off the greatest con of all time. I really do. I think he, 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 he captivated you folks. He got you guys to buy pay-per-views. Why? He kept saying he was going to knock people out. He, did, he couldn't knock out Scott Cuddy. I'm telling you, I mean, he can't, I mean, I mean, think about that. I'm going to drill this guy. I'm going to destroy this guy. I mean, usually all the fighting stopped when the bell rang. That was the story with Floyd Mayweather. So I'm down on Floyd. Why am I down on Floyd? Because I just said it. Floyd's not much in my mind. Good boxer, great boxer. Good fighter, maybe not so. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network, live in every military base around the country. They tell us we get 20 million people listening to this network a day. Wow, the godfather Ron Barr says, 20 million people listen to Sports Byline, Pedro, each and every day. Say hello to everybody on every military base around the world. I just did. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 211. Next up, Lenny Williams, The Voice, formerly with Tower Power, of course, a platinum recorder on his own, talking boxing and more on Sports Byline. Thank you, Pedro. You going to run tomorrow? I'll be right. You going to run tomorrow morning? Yeah, 5.30. Sunday. I'm leaving tomorrow at 10. I'll run with you tomorrow morning. Okay, baby. Okay. Don't forget, Ring Talk airs Saturday and Sunday is 11 a.m. Pacific time right here on the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, and, of course, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Channel 211. Brought to you by the World Boxing Organization. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. 
If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 iHeartRadio loves music so let's count the ways over 20 million songs from 800,000 artists all free and like Pandora you can create your own custom station from any of those 800,000 artists just tell us an artist or even a song that you like and we'll build a custom playlist for you add to that thousands of the best live radio stations and you'll never have to worry about finding the perfect song for your commute mood or party millions of songs thousands of stations one free app iHeartRadio is that easy download our iHeartRadio app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com you're tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, coming to you Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, only on Sports Byline. I'm talking about platinum recording artist Dan Lenny Williams is with us, of course, coming to us from Fairfield, California, his lair. How are you this morning, Mr. Williams? Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all that stuff. Same to you. I'm doing pretty good. Got up and uh, touched my toes this morning, so I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling fine. Now, I'm going to crack a joke here. Now, you were born in Little Rock, right? Exactly. Okay, yes. my, my daddy was born in Little Rock, so I went back to do Jermaine Taylor fight in about 2004, 2005 on television. So they said to me, they said to me, now, Pedro, I understand your family, your daddy was born here in Little Rock, so what do you think of Little Rock? So I looked dead in the camera, Lenny, and I said, thank God Grandma didn't miss that Greyhound. <laughs> Actually, I came out here on the Greyhound myself. Yes, right. Yeah. That's, that's how we all got out of, that's how we got, all got out of Arkansas on the Greyhound. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, life is good. How's Debbie? Uh, she's doing fine. She's doing good. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, Still bossing me around, but that's, you know, that comes with the territory. Oh, she's, yeah. a, she's a wonderful lady, and you know you're, you're pretty damn lucky to have her, no doubt about that. Now, musically, 1974, the first album, you're still with Tower of Power, Pray for the Lion, and now you've, you're working on something new in the studio right now. Talk to me about that. Actually, I am. I'm working on a studio in the studio with uh, Levi Caesar. He was the uh, guitar player with Prince in the uh, New Power Generation band, and then also doing some work with uh, Raphael Sadiq uh, from, from Tony Tony Tony. And then uh, I'm working with a guy called DOA out of uh, uh, Sacramento, who uh, played with Lionel Richie for about 14 years. So you know, just uh, you know, I'm working on songs. Actually, like my granddaughter's writing a song for me, and we're just uh, just excited about what's happening. Yeah, that's good. Um... When you look back at your time with Tower of Power, that was people don't realize that you walked away from the band. I mean, not too many guys walk away from Tower of Power. Everybody gets the pink slip there. Did you was that going through your head when you when you were working for them? That I might get a pink slip. No, or that, that, like that 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 they're, they're big. I mean, they were like pink slipping people left and right. 
Yeah, no, uh, you know, I always had a good rapport with uh, with everybody in the band, mm-hmm. pretty much. And uh, you know, and, and right then at that time, you know, we were you know pretty prolific, you know, as far as the songwriting and uh, you know stage uh, performance and things like that. So there was really no need to uh, you know to for me to get a pink slip. I don't think, yeah, right. Okay. But, but fortunately, that didn't happen for me. Yeah, yeah. Deontay Wilder, he comes from our town, our, our side of the country. I'm talking about, you know, down there in Mobile, Alabama, in the South. Of course, undefeated yeah. heavyweight now. Got off, uh, got off, got off on Tyson Fury not once but twice, as far as knockdowns were concerned. Did you think he did enough to win a 12 round fight, though? No, I thought it was probably. I, actually, I was kind of thinking that maybe Tyson uh, Fury was ahead. Of, you know, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because you only go by the specific round. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, Fury was building up points. You know, throughout the the fight. Yeah, so I kind of. You know, I mean, I was pulling for Wilder, of course, but uh, but I, you know, in my heart of hearts, you know, had I been judging, I probably would have given the fight to uh, to Fury. You know, we've been talking for many years, and I remember when. When Buster Douglas defeated Mike Tyson, you and I were talking about that. And, of course, he, he wasn't able to live up to the pressure of being heavyweight champion and folded in, in his next fight to Evander Holyfield. And, of course, Hasin Rahman knocks out Lennox Lewis. And, of course, he fails in the rematch. And then Andy Ruiz, who was chubby to begin with, and I'm saying chubby being nice, comes back, uh-huh. and, gets, comes back and is a lot fatter in the second fight. And he couldn't handle the pressure of being heavyweight champion. He failed miserably. Why do you think it is... When they've got the entire world at their at their at their fingertips, the guys would not fully prepare themselves mentally and physically. I think because a lot of times they don't think it's going to happen, so they don't really prepare themselves for the success. You know, I mean, sometimes they prepare them prepare themselves for the for the fight to win the fight, but they don't prepare for all the trappings and all the attention and everything that goes, you know, with. Uh, you know, with being a champion of being on top, and then that's where a lot of people, you know, they 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 fall short. You know, I remember a lot of good fighters, but personally, myself, when after a, I remember telling Jack Fisk one time after winning the Golden Gloves, I said to my Jack says, "What do you do?" I said, "I'm going to work. I got a mortgage bag. I'm going to be at work at midnight." I mean, that's uh, just the way. But that's the way fighters are. We're, when fighters don't have a lot of a whole lot of money, less than one percent make a living at this. Now, right. where I'm leading to is. Is it all about the money? Is I mean, professional boxing, professional means money. It, does money trump over personal pride in a lot of instances here? Well, I think nowadays it does. I, I think that when when I was coming up, even like with music, I didn't. I, I thought about I wanted to be a singer, but I didn't really think in terms of you know wealth and big cars and things like that. Uh, but I think now, you know, uh, with the advent of the internet and things like that, you know, and uh, everybody kind of flaunting, uh, you know, their their wealth, uh, you know, that that's the kind of goal, you know, to to make money and uh, you know and get big contracts and things of that nature, uh, and then uh, the the art or whatever you're doing is kind of secondary. You know, you know, I wanted to become a singer, Lenny. I did, but I couldn't hold a note if you put it in my hand. Okay. Well, that's a that's a that's a minor problem there, right? That, yeah. that, well, hey, I tell you what, though, Smokey Robinson gave me a shot. Call me up on the <laughs> stage. Call me up on the stage at the circle. So I said, "Man, you the best dressed dude in the planet here." I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Anyway, so we danced a couple songs up there with his girls. He wouldn't let me sing though. If everything, hey, you know what? I, uh, singing. Going back to singing just for a second. Twenty feet from stardom, the story of uh, Darlene Love and the background singers and that kind of stuff. I always wanted to be a background singer, like one of the Four Seasons or something like that. I always wanted to be a background singer because I knew I knew my daddy told me, "Look, man, you ain't got the voice to be no lead singer." Uh-huh. <laughs> he told me. 
I should have arrested for it. What do you say to me? Karma Vasilis said on the show after I sung him happy birthday, Lenny, the former welterweight champion to beat Sugar Ray oh, Robinson. Karma Vasilis, yo. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, he yeah. says yeah. to me, he says, I sung him happy birthday on the show. He says to me, son, yeah, I got to ask you one question. I said, well, yes, yes, Mr. Vasilis, <laughs> sir. What's that? What'd you do with the money? I said, what money, sir? He goes, the money your mother gave you for singing lessons. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, on the way on the way there, bought some candy bars. Yeah. Yeah. Carmen Vasilia was a great fighter. I remember him and uh, Ray Robinson having all those fights. Yeah, that was uh, exciting. Yeah. They'd fight uh, every year, two or three times. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think what, what, again, didn't he fight Lamada four or five times? I mean, I mean, holy cow! Ray Robinson was an incredible dude. When I met him in '84, Duran had just—I take that back. He was the Duran Hearns fight was about to take place, and Duran had just knocked out. Duran was going to get knocked out by Hearns, but he was staying across the room, across the hall from me, in the Aladdin Hotel. So there's a picture running around somewhere. Best wishes to Pedro Sugar Ray Robinson. But I got to spend time with him, and imagine this: spending time with Ray Robinson, Lenny, at the Aladdin Hotel, and he's wearing a pink shower cap because he had the Processed hair, right? He was wearing a right. pink. He, had, he was wearing a pink shower cap and a pink bathrobe. It was sort of cool, man, hanging out with Ray. Uh, hey, a real man wear pink, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I wear a pink shirt all the time. People say to me, "I remember I was at work." Hey, one guy, Malcolm Batwell, said to me, he "Goes Pedro, I knew you were a tough dude in the gym." He goes, "Why is that?" He goes, "Because you wore pink sweatshirts." I said, "What?" Is, I said, "What?" I said, "Yeah, my mother gave them to me." It's no big thing there. Anyway, what do you do on New Year's Eve? Well, we're going to be at the uh, Paramount Theater with the uh, Whispers. We'll be opening up for them, and we're excited about it. Get a chance to be at home. I can actually drive uh, to work uh, this weekend. Uh, usually, I'm always on a plane, so that's exciting. And uh, yeah, we're just going to have a great time over there. You know, just uh, bringing in the new year. A, a big, a big, big local show. They're from Vallejo, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they were grew up in the. Uh, well, actually, I think they're from Los Angeles and and Stockton, but they grew up. They cut their musical teeth in Oakland, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and then you know, uh, they kind of lived all around the Bay Area. You know, uh, back in those days, they were single, so probably uh, the girlfriend with the job wherever she lived, that's where they lived: San Francisco, Oakland, Richmond, Vallejo. You know, yeah. Interesting. Javante yeah. Davis performed well last night. Of course, the opponent was thirty eight years old, but. Does he have? Is, I mean, I'm looking at these lightweights here, Lenny. Let me run this by you. Ryan Garcia, that's Oscar's Golden Boy, 19-0, 16 KOs. Uh, Darren Haney, the guy from San Francisco, WBC champion, 24-0-15. Teofimo mm-hmm. Lopez, 15-0, 12 right. KOs. Lomachenko, mm-hmm. 14-1. And then the tank last night, 23-0, 22 KOs, 135 pounds. These guys fight each other. It'll be good. Yeah, uh, but if he fights like uh, he fights uh, Teofilo uh, Lopez or one of those guys, uh, like he fought last night, I don't, I don't know what might happen. Yeah, I mean, because uh, uh, you know the guy's on one wheel, and uh, and and he went all the way. I think what he go all the way to the twelfth round. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was like, oh boy, yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm just. But if he took his power with him, that's good. You know, he took his power with him up there to the, the you know. When he went up, you know, to one thirty-five, yeah. But it's gonna be some great fights out there for sure. Okay, yeah. back to Wilder just for a second. He's much watched TV because of that right hand. Because he knocked. I mean, even the Louis, Louis, Luis Ortiz fight, he knocked Luis Ortiz out by hitting him in the face. I don't. I've never knocked anybody out hitting him in the face. I hit him on the clip. I clipped him on the chin, and that would mm-hmm. do things. But he hit him in the face and knocked him out. So that's that. That says something about his punching power. Yeah, but I, you know what. What worries me about Wilder is it's like he doesn't have a lot of uh, punches. You know, he doesn't mix them up. And, uh, you know, I know Mark Breland is his trainer, and I'm just wondering if, you know, if Mark could teach him a throw a, a hook or, a, you know, you know, or something like that, you know, uh, you know, just add another punch, you know. 
too too late, Lenny. He had, he he came into boxing late. Like Larry Merchant said, he was thinking about basketball, couldn't make it in the upper echelons of basketball, so he turned his attention to boxing. Of course, won the 2008 Olympic bronze medal, so you got to give him some props, a bronze bomber. And now right. he's in a position to uh, cement heavyweight greatness, at least in this current era is concerned, if he can take out Tyson Fury. And personally, I think Tyson Fury is going to come into the re- come into the ring bleeding. Remember Chuck Webner? This guy this guy bleeds worse than Webner. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it'll be interesting. I don't think they'll stop the fight on cuts, though, you know, because of, of the last fight they had, you know, just, just his endurance and his ability to, you know, to, to you know, kind of pull, you know, pull a rabbit out of the hat. So okay. I, I would, yeah, Lenny, if you don't stop a fight with Tyson Fury bleeding the way he does, when do you stop a fight? When, when do you stop a fight? If you're going to stop one fight, then when do you stop it? I mean, you know, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, you know what I mean, or get killed in the ring. But uh, I, I think that these guys have so much on the line and that uh, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd hate to be a referee. I just put it that way. I, I really would hate for one of my sons to be boxing and I'd you know, be up there all the time with the white flag. I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd walk in with it. I'd walk into the ring with the with the white flag. <laughs> you know, when I would work corners when I had kids in the silver gloves and, 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 and the Junior Olympics and things like that, I used to be like Jerry Tarkanian. I would have the towel in my hand, and people would say uh, to me, why do you, I, I mean, I had the towel in my pocket. And when I would walk uh, around, and then when I got towards the ring and worked these fights, I had the towel in my hand because, see, I'm going to see things the referee's not going to see. You exactly. understand? And I'm going to see things right away. And I'm, I've got kids. These are kids, 10, 12, 11, 12, 13-year-old kids. I need to see this right away. So I was quick on throwing the towel in. A couple times I threw the towel in, guys got mad at me. I mean, how could you? Fathers got mad at me. You know, hey, listen, man, I, I better than me pull the trigger too early than pull it too late. No, most definitely. I mean, especially with all the stuff that's going on now with the uh, concussions and what we know about that. You know, because I remember when I used to go down to the gym and box and everything, and I remember one day just getting, you know, just really, really hit. And that's when I really realized how 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 dangerous boxing is. You know, I mean, you, know, you get hit all the time, but, I mean, I somebody really laid one on me. And I was like, oh, well, this stuff is really for real. I've been doing this for years, but I never, you know, got clocked like that. And I could just, just think about if you're getting, you know, hit with combinations and, you know, over, you know, 10, 12 rounds even 15 back then, uh, that, you know, the kind of damage that it could do to you. He is the genius of boxing, a platinum recorder. I was going to say, I am blessed in your, you don't come on the show often enough. I have to beg you to come on the show, Leonard. I just have to beg you. So I'm, I'm, I'm thanking you for this. I'm thanking Debbie for your time. New Year's Eve, the Paramount Theater with the Whisperers. But I'm going to tell you, Godfather, happy new year, happy holidays, and I love you. I love you too. Appreciate you now. All right. Watch out for those left hooks. All right, ah, the great Lenny Williams <laughs> tell me to look out for them left hooks. Yeah, right. Anyway, bottom line is you tune to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. He is Lenny Williams, the one, the only. LennyWilliams.com. Much more to the trip. What is hip? Tell me, tell me. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. 
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. That's 800-584-2519. Now, more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. Brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. Check it. The UFC is quiet, baby. Of course, the Cowboy Donald Cerrone and um, <clears throat> Conor McGregor, the Irish drunk. That's what I get to call him because he's Irish and he's a drunk. He's all, I mean, not to stereotype that all Irish men are drunk, but this one happens to be. Bottom line is he's had his issues, and we'll see what happens. December 31st, of course, New Year's Eve. Boxing is going to take place, I think, over in Japan. Kazuto Iko taking on Javier Centron for the WBO 122. Take it back. 115-pound title. There's also a WBO flyweight title going down there. It's Naka versus 
Tulahasi. And, of course, that's going to go down in Tokyo, Japan, going down December 31st. January 10th, Clarissa Shields coming back. Why do I mention her? I'm not. She's the pound-for-pound ladies boxing champion, but I think she sucks, and I would never watch one of her fights, not unless you put a gun to my head. Of course, boxing coming back big time, big time. January 11th, the zone, Jaime Munguia. Is he big time? Former WBO 154-pound champion, of course, had that fight, that shaky fight, of course, with the uh, with the lad that, that, you know, that stepped up and fought Charlo a couple weeks ago, and of course, he lost that fight and didn't give him a rematch. Now he's stepping up to 160 pounds and fight a guy named Gary Spike O'Sullivan. Let me tell you about Spike. The only thing good about Spike is his mustache. That's going to go down the Alamo Dome, January 11th on the zone. Straight up, you're tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA, of course, coming to you Saturdays and Sundays. 11 a.m. Pacific, I'm live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and a plethora of other internet platforms. I want to thank my guest today, the incomparable. We hear his voice right there, the great Lenny Williams. I want to thank Lenny Williams. Of course, Lenny, Happy New Year with you and Debbie and all that kind of good stuff. Good luck New Year's Eve at the Paramount. I want to thank my other guests, the great Godfather, the retired HBO Godfather, the great Larry Merch. But more importantly, I want to thank you for without this show, there would be no Ring Talk Live World. I mean, without you listening, there would be no Ring Talk Live Worldwide. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart because you can be doing a million things right now. And the fact you're listening to Sports Byline, well, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the executive producer, the one, the own, the incomparable, the great Scott Cuddy. Till next time, peace, love, and lots of respect. Saturday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific time on Sports Byline.